Hey, I'm Paul Levinson, and welcome to Light on Light Through, episode 309, my review of the first episode of the long-awaited third season of The Orville. Well, you may recall, I said in my review of the fifth episode of Star Trek, Strange New Worlds, that was actually the last episode of Light on Light Through, that it's, that is, Strange New Worlds' attempts at humor just paled in comparison to the funny stuff in the Orville. So I watched the debut episode of the third season of the Orville last night, and although there was a funny line here and there, there wasn't much occasion to laugh in this episode, which was as profound and philosophically probing as any episode I've ever seen in the Star Trek series. And there will be spoilers ahead. So let's see. The story in this first episode of the third season of The Orville picks up in the aftermath of the battle with the Kalons that lit up the last part of the second season of the Orville. Although Isaac the robot came through for the Orville in the end, he facilitated the attack in the first place, and he was therefore responsible for a lot of human deaths. Most of the crew hates him, including Dr. Finn's older son, Marcus, and an ensign we haven't seen before, Charlie, well played by Ann Winters. Even Captain Mercer has his concerns about reinstating Isaac. Only Finn's younger son, Ty, still likes him, and eventually Marcus tells Isaac he'd like to see him dead. Isaac soon implements this suggestion and commits robotic harakiri. And this raised a whole series of important questions. Can someone or something which was never biologically alive in the first place commit suicide? But maybe Isaac was alive, which raises the question of what does it mean to be alive? Does life have to be biological? Such questions, of course, have long been addressed in Star Trek via data. The Orville is most based on Star Trek TNG. Every time Data's existence was in danger, the crew and we, the viewers, felt the cold grip of that possible loss. And it was very deep. Maybe life is at least in part in the eye of the beholder. And speaking of life and death, it was good and very sad to hear the late Norm MacDonald's voice again as Yafit, one of the funniest, best characters in the Orville. The episode noted his loss at the very beginning, and that set the tone for a lot of what came after. In case you haven't seen this episode, but you nonetheless have been listening so far, I won't tell you whether the Orville's people are able to bring Isaac back to, quote, life, unquote. I will tell you, this was one 
excellent episode, and I'll be here with reviews of every episode on Hulu every week. And I hope you enjoyed that review of the first episode of the long-awaited third season of The Orville. I hope to see you here next week with my review of the second episode. And before then, let's see, I'll be reviewing the new episode of The Time Traveler's Wife and the new episode of The Man Who Fell to Earth and who knows what else. In the meantime, stay safe, stay sound, do whatever you can to keep helping those brave people in Ukraine fight off those fascist Russian invaders. The Light on Light Through Podcast. Athens. 2042 AD. She ripped the paper in half, then ripped the halves, then ripped what was left again into bits and pieces of history that could have been. Sierra Waters had read once that, years ago, it was thought that men made love for the thrill, while women made love for the sense of connection it gave them. Curled up with a good book says, Sierra Waters is sexy as hell. You can find out more about The Plot to Save Socrates by Paul Levinson at theplottosavesocrates.com. Paul Levinson spilled code about an ancient biotech war raging on in secret for centuries.